This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A two-game road trip begins tonight in South Florida. The first game of the Mentors trip features a tough opponent, and Joe Beninati joins me from a parking lot in Broward County. Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, February 8th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals beginning a critical stretch against top competition tonight on the edge of the Everglades. A date with the Florida Panthers in Sunrise kicking off a four-game run against some of the NHL's best. With the Caps dads along for the ride on the annual Mentors trip, Washington looking to sneak up and take standings points against teams competing potentially for this year's President's Trophy. Here to help me break it down this morning for you in an interview recorded in a hotel parking lot amongst palm trees and the occasional whiff of diesel fumes, your pal and mine, Joe Beninati. Well, Joe, here we are in South Florida. It's the Mentors trip, and it's always very special to see all the dads and family that are along on this trip. And Caps could definitely use a little bit of help, shall we say, after the loss to Montreal. But here in Florida, obviously a tough task, but looking forward to putting on a show here for the dads for this one. Always can use a boost, and especially at this point in the year when the schedule's really ramping up for this team. You know, it's interesting. You and I are on the plane. We're, we're watching, we're looking, we're seeing all the interactions between the dads, the men, and their sons and it just assigned me as to how much the team changes over time you and I have been around this we've seen this from uh, from time to time and all of a sudden the amount of dads that we can recognize and mentors that we can recognize by sight right away is is getting smaller and smaller which means we have new people to meet and new stories to tell and I always look forward to this trip very much the two co-captains I guess at this point and I was talking with Kevin Wilson about this a little bit earlier today he's now pushing double digits for this Dick Carlson is on on that list as well. I mean, those are the two that have been here the most. And you think back to like Dave Green when Mikey was here and, and the guys in the Young Guns era. And you're right, it has changed, but these are the guys that are the leaders and their dads are the leaders too when they take the road like this. And that's what I was getting at. You know, there's a, always a warm and welcome smile when you recognize that face. And normally when the Caps are on this mentors trip, their record shines pretty well. They're going to need some help from the mentors and the dads this week with what's left ahead and where we are right now in Florida. I said this on the air recently with Locker and with uh, Alan. Alan, the Caps aren't going to be favored very much in the next uh, week to 10 days. They're going to have to surprise some teams. They're going to have to get back into this race. And it may turn out that the best way to get into the playoffs for the Capitals will be within the Metro Division, will be the third place position because it sure looks like the Atlantic is priming for five teams out of the eight in the East. But what I'm getting at is you look for any boost that you can get. And these guys love to put on a show and play for the for the people who helped mentor them, who helped to parent them through their youth hockey days, and who helped them arrive at this grand stage where they're playing in the NHL. They always want to do well when the when those dads and mentors are along with them, and perhaps that can push them to greater heights, better playing that we've been seeing of late. It wasn't very good in the first period against Montreal, and a team that doesn't score a lot of goals just can't give up three in the first period. I will get to some of the good things that I think we saw that we can hope for here on this trip in Florida and Boston and coming back home for Vancouver on Sunday. But you've had one lead after one period 
just the one time in 11 games, and that's not going to get it done. You've got to be able to get out to what you did in Dallas for 64 seconds, but that's really been it. If you don't have a lead, it's tough to play when you don't score a lot of goals. Every coach, all 32 of them in the NHL, all the head coaches will tell you, we don't want to chase the game. And you've heard that time after time after time. And Spencer Carberry, we don't want to chase the game, especially with the way the team has not been producing goals as per normal of a Washington Capitol squad. I'm amazed at some of the numbers that I see. You and I go through these statistical trends, and we see where Washington ranks in terms of goals per game with regard to the rest of the league. It's frightening. And you're going to have to win games, as Spencer was talking about this week, 2-1 to one and one nothing. And you're going to have to embrace that because this team's not built to beat anybody 4-3 and 6-5. It's not the way it was 8, 10 years ago. It's just not. So you, you just you got to sit there and get through the toughest times and rally. And that means more often than not, it's your league, it's your team leaders. It's that leadership council that comes to the forefront and says, hey, fellas, we've got to do it this way. And it's got to be right from the jump, especially against these teams that are among the league's elite, that are among the league's best. You cannot fall behind. Yes, a Florida, a Boston, a Vancouver, a Colorado, they have incredible offensive might. You've got to beat them to the punch or else they go right for your neck. That's what you want to avoid, and maybe here are some of the things that could help that. Let's start with Rasmus Sandin. He's got goals in two straight, really like the goal he had in the third period against Montreal, and this team hasn't gotten enough goals from defensemen. It's nice to see a guy who is more offensively minded start to break through here a little bit. Interesting, because all season long, Rasmus has had opportunities. I think he's been able to weasel himself into good spots for for the shot to be delivered, but he hasn't had and hasn't shown me until that Montreal shot the kind of oomph behind a, a point shot that needs to be. And then the one in Dallas, he, he snuck, that was a seeing-eye puck past uh, Ottinger, but the one that he overpowered Montembeau with from about 30 feet, nobody in the league's going to stop. So if Rasmus has that in his bag of tricks, then okay, show me. That gives you another weapon. That gives you another way to say, hey, I can't just load up on the John Carlson. I have to honor Rasmus Sandin if you're seeing the two of them at any one point in time on the same shift. And I think we're getting to see some more experimentation with the pairings. You know, it, it for a while there, it's just constantly been Faravari and Carlson. And all of a sudden, Spencer will say, when I need more offense, maybe I will lump 38 uh, out there with 74, and I'll, I'll adjust it a little bit. So for, for him to have goals in back-to-back games, I think that's great. More than anything, though, I'd love to see him get on an assist role, like sort of like Marty Faravari's on at the moment. I want to say he's got helpers in four of seven. Yes, I, I need Rasmus Sandin to generate more. It's a long-winded way of saying I want to see him use the offensive gifts he has and, and benefit the squad that way. Speaking of assists, and it's tough to say you want more from a guy who's leading the team in goals because Dylan Strom has been terrific on pace to shatter again his personal best. But when you're playing with Alex Ovechkin, you'd hope that maybe there's a little bit of both. Maybe he gets the goals and maybe Alex gets some goals. And one of the things I liked in the Montreal game was the fact that Dylan's dishing the puck, got a couple of assists, assisted on Ovechkin's goal. Alex now with two straight. Obviously, the Cavaliers are going to score more goals. Alex Ovechkin has to be a big part of it. And nice to see maybe as you come out of the break, he gets one. He had one in the Dallas game on the power play. Maybe that's something that can continue. When you and I and Savvy and Locker have the chance to saddle up with uh, with Dylan, he always gets, uh, yeah, you know, I'm a better playmaker than I 
that I'm showing you right now. I believe that he does have those instincts. And yeah, the goals are coming, and thank God they are, because the Caps wouldn't be anywhere near where they are on the scoreboard without him and pushing a 20-goal season. But I know where you're going with this, and this is the kind of thing where I think Dylan is going to recognize... We're going to be missing Evgeny Kuznetsov for a while, and I've got to elevate my playmaking skills. And something has to happen where all of a sudden Connor McMichael finds his offensive touch again. He's been freezing cold, he and Alexei Protus, for too long. Those guys have to break out. They have to get back uh, in concert together. And if it's still with Anthony Manta as a trio, if you can get them back together and you can find something that clicks, great. But um, with respect to Strom, I know he's got it in him, and I think he's got the eyes for it. And if his eyes are popping up and seeing number eight in a good scoring position, I like your chances. Last one for you, Florida. This is a very tough team defending Eastern Conference champs. They played defense well. They've gotten good goaltending. They can skate. They've got finishers. Carter Hagee alone is scary. This team is nasty, and they would be leading the Metro if they were in it. They're in second place. What scares you about Florida? Oh, lots. And I mean, when I watch them, I've watched them a couple of times in the last couple of weeks as we were getting ready for this trip. They may be the best team in the East. They may be the deepest team in the East. There was a time they were Barkoff was playing on the third line. I mean, stop it already. I love their coach. I've been on the record as to say I think Paul's a terrific coach wherever he goes. And with this group, he's got some horses to run with. Uh, I think I think they have three different guys with better than 50 points. Reinhardt's got 20 power play goals. 20! I mean, that's sick. They can do it in a lot of different ways. I know Verhage ruined the caps and always seems to do that. But with a guy like Bennett... Uh, with a guy like Barkoff, they're loaded, and we haven't even said the words Matthew Kachuk yet. So, I mean, this team's really, really good. I love what they get from their back end. Forsling all of a sudden now. If it's not Montour and Ekblad, it's, it's Forsling. They're especially good, and if Bob gives them the kind of goaltending that he can, they can go a long way again. They're, they're defending Eastern Conference champions for a really good reason. Well, Joe, enjoy the best that Broward County has to offer. Thanks for this, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, palm trees and diesel. Not kidding. Several buses came rolling by, as you could probably hear. May the Capitals get more palm trees and less fumes during their stay here in South Florida. It's the Capitals and the Florida Panthers tonight at 7, 6.45 airtime on 106.7 The Fan and always right here on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great game day Thursday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.